All right. So what have we been up to? Um, what have we been playing, Brian? Uh, still just been going through Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I managed to get to mastery level, um, got to level 40, and now just working on the mastery ranks and stuff. And probably will get wrapping up the story here soon. I'm just trying, still going through like all the side quests and everything, but just having a lot of fun playing as a Stabmancer uh, slash Spore Warden. So I got my little farty mushroom boy following me around farting on everything nice all right all right johnny so aside from the fact that i've been trying to dip back into elden ring more and more um it's still all i'm actually actively playing um trying my damnedest to do everything i can before finishing the game i may have just accidentally completed what are like two or three of the quest lines that help alter your ending so i don't know which is gonna happen <laughs> that's fun because yeah. apparently there's like th like three main endings and then depending on how those go there are like other slight changes too and i'm just like well unfortunately i did too many of these npc quest lines so it's all kind of a clusterfuck now <laughs> um but there are items that let you undo your progress if you've gone too far in one of those quest lines if you would like if you know for a fact you want to get a different ending instead there's an item that will let you undo certain ones depending on what what it is so mm -hmm. i guess i got that working for me whether or not i'll pay attention to it, it's a whole other story um i mean the first I one i feel like you've really got to just let what happens happen you know yeah. the first time you beat it yeah and at this point i've done like so many of the major things um, I'm pretty sure I know what main ending I'm going to get already which is cool um, I just don't know what it's going to mean for the little bit of variance that comes with the, the tiny little um, the kind of add on ending stuff um, other than that though I'm going to play a shitload of Minecraft with my kid nice that's cool nice. He, is, uh, he is now learning how to navigate the menus himself he pulls out different items he knows what he's grabbing he has made so many obsidian portals so he keeps going to the nether. Awesome. So he's <laughs> got this like nexus of portals all over the place. Yeah, dude, he's it's playing, a hub he's world. Creative mode just for the fun of it. But now, <laughs> the worst of it is that he has so many portals, and he goes back and forth to the normal to normal to the nether so frequently that he's yeah. crashed the PS4 Pro like twenty times. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, well, the I game know just that crashes. like crashes. It's like nope, can't do that. <laughs> I know it. that if you have like two nether portals like too close to each other, you can get kind of confused of like which one you end up back in or something like that. It's it's weird because there were a bunch of them that were just for a while they were always shooting us back out the same portal in the overworld. Yeah, um, that's why I was into talking like about. six different ones in the to the nether like from the overworld, but it would always spit us back out at the same one. But now yeah. he has so many in so many other places. Like, he'll run in and spawn a bunch of shit and then back out and spawn more stuff. <laughs> I had to yell at him about spawning animals into the lava because it's awful. <laughs> but dude, he's like, okay, he cool. You can do a him. lot, but that's not cool. That one yeah, thing, we I'm just like, can't have that. We try to keep him on, like... Don't, essentially, it's Sims. We try to keep him on the, on the whole trail of, like, that you can't hurt the dog, you can't hurt the wolves and the cats and, like, the chickens and the cows and the horses. Like, the regular animals you can't hurt. The monsters, like if there's skeletons and zombies and the spiders, you're supposed to fight those guys because normally they attack you. So you can fight those. Don't hurt the other animals. 
and we've like taken the controller away from him at times like no dude you're not going to play if you're going to hurt the animals stop now on this episode of avoiding a serial killer and then he'll go in and like spawn a bunch of random like enemies into the lava and just laugh um, but he likes the crazy noises like the ghasts make and if you haven't ran into a ghast in Minecraft in a while it is terrifying like the oh, yeah, big those... heavy shriek they do when you hit them oh yeah Nice. And then, like, the fireball things are just so loud, too. Oh, yeah, man. There's so many things. And there's a lot of stuff in Minecraft now that I didn't know existed because it didn't last time I played. Like, yeah, they've added so much to it. Dude, like, like, I keep so seeing all animals. these updates, and, like, I just keep getting tempted to get back into it. Dude, and like, then, even like, just throwing a- it on creative mode is worth it just to build some random crap because uh, him and yeah. Mommy are taking turns playing it, and it's cool. Like, I'll sit there and watch, and I'll play a little bit, but I won't get invested in it. I don't have that kind of patience, but right. it's funny that we got the PS5 for the living room now, and the PS4 is all that's getting turned on again, because now Victor's so hooked on Minecraft. <laughs> that's perfect, though. I mean, that's how, you know, the, the progress of, like, well, new systems usually goes. I mean... I'm, I'm very proud, though, because the other day, Victor asked me for his own PlayStation. That's awesome. So, yeah. Proud dad moment on that one. And Steffi awesome. was like, doesn't he... Isn't the PS4 kind of already just his? Yeah. Like, yeah aside from aside from the PT that's installed on it, yeah. <laughs> we don't look at that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Because <laughs> yeah, that's that's her PS4. My PS4 is up here with PT installed on it. We always have to keep at least two PS4s in the household. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not gonna have PT any other way. Well, yeah, unless it's unless it comes with an SD. Because I transferred my PT from one console to another. Yep. So you can hard transfer, but that's it. Can you hard transfer it to a PS5? Nope, it will not run. That's crazy. It's one of those very select PS4 apps that will not run on a PS5. We need to figure it out. Going to Reddit. We just need to get another fucking game. Yeah. No, I mean that's always my long shot when we start talking about like, oh, who's acquiring who. And like Konami ends up in you know in the conversation like they have in in the past like uh, I don't know forever since we really started talking about it it's like that's the long shot like we know something like this is going to happen but the long shot is it's Konami and then that frees up so like Kojima can get back with those guys and actually make a game like I I wonder what he thinks about it like ultimately. Like, as, like, well, a, sure a missed opportunity? Mixed. Well, I'm sure it's probably mixed just because of, like, what he went through there and stuff like that. So, like, of you course. know, he's so invested in the creative properties that he made with Konami and everything. But also the, how he was treated there, too. It, it's got to be a mixed bag for him. Yeah, it. it's... It, it, I feel like uh, it's like, okay, cool, I've been doing this game for so long here's my first foray into something really new and it it felt like a really like bright future it had to feel like a bright future to him and then Mm -hmm. but the work conditions just were terrible so it is kind of this like like you said like a like like a mixed emotion with it but well i mean we're talking about konami already and we didn't even put anything in the article about it because i forgot about it until we specifically said konami um they just announced they're changing their name Wait, are they? Yeah, 
Konami announced a couple days ago that for their 50th anniversary, they're changing their name. Um, it, it pre, its current full name is Konami Holdings Corporation. They're going to be changing it to Konami Group Corporation. Yeah. All right. So what that really means, I don't know. I just feel like yeah. that kind of takes them off the docket for any of those rumors we kept talking about on somebody ever acquiring them. Because why the hell would you change your name if you're about to go anywhere? Right. That's... Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. 50th anniversary. Nowhere. Let's change every... Every... Like, all of our, like, like logo things. I mean, it's not, like, logo yeah. things. But, like, like all of our internal business cards and, and you know header or like footers and and headers and you know various other business things like i can't even imagine what that would be for um like a privately traded company like the loops and like hoops you have to jump through well everyone has to update their email signature line gross yep been there yeah oh yeah you have been there (laughs) (laughs) you should i have to update mine like every six months anymore it's stupid yeah, same, same. There's always something new going on. God, being an adult sucks. <laughs> uh, I, I've been playing uh, since I've been moving and unpacking, and I didn't have... Um, I had internet. Very dumb. Most of last week, I had <laughs> internet, but I didn't but have you didn't Wi-Fi. have Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, I was there when it got cut off. And right. How did you not have Wi-Fi? Great question. <laughs> that is a great question. Um, and I'm my sure computer, Spectre would love to answer that. I was... I, I, I was on a very tight budget when I bought my computer. Um, and I was like, why do I need a wireless card if I'm just going to be oh, sitting right no. next to it? So, um, it was either set up right next to it, which uh, the modem literally had um, one Ethernet connection. <laughs> and two of us work from home, so that's fun. Um, that was like three days. But yesterday... We, we got Wi-Fi, but I'm not very well going to set my computer right next to my TV in the living room. I mean, I don't live in an apartment anymore. Uh, so I was like, how am I going to make that happen? You know, like, and it turns out they have these, uh, like, pods that mm-hmm. run off Wi-Fi. The connection comes via Wi-Fi, but it is Ethernet, so it is a constant. Yep. So um, we got that, and we're ordering a few more, and that's what I'm running off of right now. Yeah, those are those are neat. I've heard very mixed things about them. Um, I had a friend that rocked those um, out of Michigan for a while. A friend of mine that did another podcast thing, and the only thing that sucked is just his internet connection as it was was terrible. So even using those just made it worse. For oh yeah, him. he could not keep anything <laughs> streaming long enough. So. With all of that and, and moving, every, I literally got my computer for the, you know, my personal computer set up last night. I tested audio at like 10 p.m. Um, and and everything functioning. The only real game that I've been playing is Slay the Spire. It's such yeah, a good game. Online playing that. So good. It's disgusting. Like, I've been playing the silent character. Um, yeah, dude. The silence so good. Like, they give you those bonuses for daggers. You can maximize your bonus for poison or daggers. This kind of seemed to be the two routes that they like to go down. Um, And, yeah, if you can get just maxed out. Like, there's a a thing where um, 
they give you uh, they're not daggers they're called shivs um there's a card where if you bon you give it um, like the plus one, it gives you four shivs in your hand. There's a card where it gives you a shiv at the beginning of every turn. Uh, an accuracy card, which ups the damage of um, shivs. Um, so you can get, uh, in one turn, uh, you can do like a hundred damage in daggers if, if you have everything set up right. And I'm like, that's... That's pretty wild. And then as well, if you have like poison or something like that, just that that thing that you kind of set and forget, yeah, you can wreck some of those guys. Um, yeah. I think I'm only one um, at the bottom for the silent character because I played with the ironclad and uh, the defect for a while. Um, it says uh, that I only have one more thing to unlock with them, so I think I've about have I about have the silent maxed out. Yeah, that game is definitely hella focused on buffs and debuffs, especially if you're playing as the silent. Yeah, it is yeah. just all about damage over time, and like wrecking an enemy and then being like, "I'm gonna fuck you up anyway." And then as soon as their turn starts, they just die. They die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, go um, if if you have PlayStation Plus, go grab um, go grab it. It's free right now. I think it's also on Game Pass too. I think I saw. A yeah, I will, yeah, I will argue that had, even if you don't have Game Pass or Game or PlayStation Plus, just go fucking buy that somewhere. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I had that on my Switch, and it's just so good. Oh yeah. So that's pretty much yep. what I've been up to. That and just being um, generally exhausted from uh, continuing to unpack and and move things <laughs> around. And like yesterday, I hung up a ton of lights around our pool area. Um, because the ones that were up there were, you know, broken and things like that. So, good times. How did, uh, I, I never got around to follow up and asking, how did uh, getting the other half of the couch into the house go? It was actually pretty simple. <laughs> uh, so, uh, if you plan on moving, don't buy a couch. Um, and if you plan on moving, <laughs> um, you should just throw your couch away and buy a new one. Is what I've... What I've come to realize. Uh, because, uh, for several reasons, um, is it going to fit through the fucking doorway? <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, you have to do what uh, Brian and I did, is carry mine around to the back of the house and take it through our screen door and then through our big sliding door. Which, even though those are bigger doors, it was still kind of sketchy that it fit. Um, right. And then well, we, we wedged it at one point, and then we... It was it, to, it really yeah. was that that friends like okay like pivot pivot actually more of the family guy like all right let's just let it rest here let's take the feet off of it and uh, you know we'll just uh, this should make this a lot easier um, <laughs> but the second big reason is you don't even when you get a new place it's like is this old couch even gonna fit in the new place properly. In my case, right. no, not really. Um, <laughs> so, just put it in the pool. Make it a pool couch. There you go. Yeah, put floaties in the bottom of it. Pontoon pool couch. That's fun. Yeah. Pontoon pool couch. I love it. All right. Well, I think I have a project that I'm going to be working on. <laughs> Why but, is the couch in the pool? You mean uh, our new pool sectional? Uh, yeah. <laughs> have like a TV. <laughs> With, like, it's floating on a pontoon as well. Just, like, separate from the couch, though. Yeah. 
an extension cord that's uh, on the inside of a uh, pool noodle. There you go. Yeah. Nice and safe. <laughs> I'm sure nobody will be electrocuted. God, I right. still love my precision measuring skills for figuring out whether your front door was bigger or smaller than your sliding glass door. Very precise. <laughs> <laughs> what is your What is your exact job title? Because I want to get it right. I don't... <laughs> Well, no, no, that's not my current job, but that was four years of quality control technician. Because I I felt like your job title has something to do with engineering, right? Oh, no, my current job title, I'm a a lead systems engineer, so. Engineer. Not measurement, yeah. Oh, you know. (laughs) Honestly, like, systems engineering is like the most ambiguous field of engineering there is it's just basically management engineering all you're doing is just like well what do we want the thing to do well this is a thing of requirements and then i'll relay that on to the sys or the software engineers or whomever needs to hear this and they'll make this thing i just need to figure out what we just need to have it do it's it's a weird job is a very weird job well anyway what he did was hold both of his hands up <laughs> Say it's about this big, and then wandered to the other side of my house and said, ah, yeah, that's smaller. (laughs) I was like, oh, Four years of precision measurement. Good God, that was, that was crazy. (laughs) All right, if you guys didn't know, this is the Mammoth Games cast. Um, If you guys get the chance, head on over, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out... All the top news and video game stuff over there. Follow us as well on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do junk just like this. Um, Before we jump into the weekly stuff, um, we had last week off. Took uh, that week off for Easter and hanging out. Hopefully you guys had, uh, um, you know, had a more relaxing uh, time than I did. (laughs) Uh, And... um, since we took that off, some new things over on Epic Game Store. Uh, right now, you can actually, and I, I'm interested in checking it out. I'm going to look more into it. Right now, there's that open beta that you can check out for Space Punks. I'll check it out. Let's see what that's all about. Um, but aside from that, you can pick up um, Amnesia Rebirth, as well as Riverbond. Um, I don't know if Amnesia really needs... Um, you know, like any introduction or anything like that. A lot of people forgot about it. Mm. It's on them. It's on them. Uh, but Riverbond is a uh, couch co-op adventure. One of four players set in this stunning voxel world. Uh, there's a mobile game that this reminds me of. That's not Minecraft. Which isn't mobile only. Um... Are you thinking of the um, Apple Arcade, like ARPG? I think so. What's the name currently? Uh, Oceanhorn, something is. Mm, I don't think it's Oceanhorn. I don't know. It was the yeah. chicken that really did it for me when they showed the chicken a second ago. Um, but it is very chunky. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, it's like a really chunky Minecraft dungeon. Yeah, that's yeah. something that I've been thinking about getting back into is Minecraft Dungeons. Apparently, they're still going. They got, like, seasonal content and stuff like that that they've been pushing out. Yeah. All right, so uh, 
those are the two right now. Um, it's actually pretty good. Like there, there's kind of something for the adult if they're into shitting their pants, um, amnesia, uh, and then there's something for uh, children who may or may not also be shitting their pants. Um, so, <laughs> I I've got a weird weird feeling that my kid would probably like watching me try to play amnesia because he likes scary stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's man being a parent's weird. <laughs> he is your child, dude. He likes the kind of stuff that I look at. I'm like, no, dude, that that's creepy. No, oh, and then, he's all about it. He doesn't like Johnny. Doesn't like when when he has to look inward. <laughs> dude, he's like shows me the weirdest, creepiest videos all the time. I'm like, what is this? No, I mean, you sent us a creepy video a couple weeks ago. I uh, might have been a couple months ago at this point. When he was, like, looking out across the street. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. was based on one of the things that he's super into on YouTube. Oh, haunting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He fell He fell down that, like, Trevor Henderson weird, creepy character's hole that happened, like, back in 2018. Fair. Where dude just invented a bunch of weird monsters and people fell in love with it. And it was all over YouTube and stuff. And now he found it. It's just his thing. And I'm good, thank you. <laughs> like, no, no, we're not doing that. None of us are. You're not. I'm not. No. All right. Um, why don't we go ahead and just jump right into the news because there's a decent amount. Uh, some of the stuff that we actually, one of the bigger things that we missed over our little bit of uh, uh, like holiday break here was Sony investing in Epic again for the, Damn. I believe, third time. Um, wow. So, you know, of course, speculations start to run wild. Um, Epic does seem to be the place that Sony's like, yep, that's where we're going to go ahead and put all of our, you know, games. Um, which, again, led to more speculation this time. Um, they have invest, um $1 billion in right. Epic. Um, it's, yeah, uh, the... Kotaku article we're looking at uh, states that it's PlayStation's uh, third major investment in the company. Um, And let's see. um, The makers of PlayStation VR have invested in it. I think it's very interesting that they're saying makers of PlayStation VR. So maybe they're making these investments to try to create a better partnership for their next iteration of v, um, VR. Well, I, I think it's important either way to right. make the investment with them to say, like, hey, you know, if you need some people, where are your people? You know, because right. Unreal 5, I mean, that's that's out. Yep. That's the true, like, next-gen thing. Um just the development tools, the disgusting amount of development tools that are wrapped up in this pretty little box. Um, just mind-blowing things that you couldn't even think about doing with the latest Unreal 4. So, yeah. very smart for them to, uh, I think, I think, um, you know, team up. And, you know, they're not the only people that are looking at them, you know. Um, Microsoft is, you know, known for working with Epic, you know, on things like Gears. Um, 
even CD Projekt Red, they're like, oh yeah, a Red Engine? Uh, so that's going to be dead. Uh, we're going to go ahead and use um, Unreal 5 for The Witcher, which we talked about a couple weeks back. Um, with that announcement, and, and kind of going off, off, on topic, but still kind of off topic, I don't know, have you guys seen any of the cool things, or have you messed with any of the things? Uh, they did that Matrix Awakens tech demo for PS5. Yeah. Um, remember, I tried that out a bit ago, or uh, when that first released before the movie, right? And was Same. pretty amazed by all the stuff that they had going on for it, and like there were different like street signs and stuff that you could go to that would explain the different assets that were at play for uh, the city that you were currently experiencing, like traffic levels or lighting mechanics and stuff like that and then you could also cycle through like the actual like different granted i'm the wrong person to be describing this stuff uh just like the different views i guess for lack of a better term of like yeah. how ray tracing yeah. would go and stuff yeah v yeah views is actually perfect um you know they, they have okay. the um yeah, they have like uh, ray tracing on and off. They have the wireframe mode. They have like tries and, and edges. They show you all of the things that you would like typically see, um, that I would typically see when I was modeling in something like Maya. Um, and, and just to see that in this demo that comes from this enhanced engine um, is really cool. Somebody actually made a, um, uh, like a Superman like yeah, it's not. It, I guess it's a game. It's more of like a tech demo. But mm -hmm. um, they uh, imported a model of Superman, and then they created a flying mechanic. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That. I remember seeing this floating around on Twitter. Really cool. It looks yeah. really good. Like the way that like, and I am not a Superman fan. He's actually one of my like least favorite, like super anything. Um, but it looked really cool the way that the character would. Um, fly with like that burst of speed. Um, you'd right. see it kind of like like shooting. You'd see like the like sound barrier almost break a little bit. Um, very very cool. And if there if a Superman game com comes out and it has that kind of thing going on, I, even as someone who is a fan, borderline anti Superman, I might be interested just for the mechanics. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I guess that's a big deal. Just kind of setting up for what we're truly talking about for um, next gen. Uh, Sony has been shelling out some money, though. They spent that uh, $3.6 billion to acquire Bungie as well. Um, right. And, they and that was mostly for their technical assets um, to be able to help with creating platforms for games and services and stuff. Right, right. And I mean... Ultimately, I don't think they're going to be doing too much with... It's not like they're going to be like um, exclusive. They're going to leave them on the other consoles, which is the, the smart right. and I think fair way to go. Um, they also yeah, Bungie paid, said that they're going to retain their autonomy for their development and stuff like that. So it was yeah. definitely very much about the tech that Bungie had developed. Yeah, yeah, they, they picked up as well Housemark, Bluepoint. Um, they picked up uh, Insomniac that was like two hundred and like thirty million or something. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean they have been 
and spending quite a lot. So, uh, but they're not the only ones. I feel like they're just trying to keep up. And I also feel like there's something else, like, looming. Like some other... And, 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 we, and we'll get into uh, one of our later articles in the show. Uh, could definitely Man, point to that as like, well. My Twitter feed, and it it's so full every other day of insiders think that Sony's going to pick up blah 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 and it's it's non-stop and I just yeah. I don't I don't care anymore like at this we, point I'm so done with rumors because it's been three months of me seeing that Sony's going to acquire FromSoft I was like dude no I don't care anymore it, I mean even if they do happen. you know like what's the like what's the big payoff like how does that affect you yeah, right. I'm just at the point now where I'm so tired of everybody like they're gonna buy this, they're gonna buy that, they're gonna buy this, they're gonna buy that. I'm like, I don't, dude, I don't care anymore. Let me know when it happens. Yeah, because yeah. I'm so tired of this like this month after month after month of, oh man, they're gonna acquire these guys. Like, dude, I, I don't care. I need you to acquire some grass. Like, get outside. Stay away from the fucking internet for a day. <laughs> like, I well, just phones don't, are mobile. So, <laughs> like, let me know when the shit actually happens, and then I'll invest time and, and energy into it. Yeah. We all want Bloodborne 2. We'll get it eventually. Or we won't. It could go either way. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about something that is uh, taboo in video game, and that's movie adaptations. Uh, oh, yeah. Because we have two. Um... I mean, here that's how many it takes. It takes <laughs> two. Uh, but first up, it's Minecraft. <laughs> Getting a live-action uh, Minecraft movie. Way uh, to block my joke on that one. We'll get there. We're playing the long game. Um, with Jason Momoa. Like, I... I don't know how to feel about this, but, I, like, as we were talking in the, you know, before recording and stuff like that, it has the chance of being good. Like, I could see this taking the direction of, uh, say, like, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, or something like that. Especially when you, a uh, director like Jared Hess, who did Napoleon Dynamite. Like, I see this more joke-oriented than trying to, like, do some narrative or something like that. I feel like this is going to be... Yeah, I feel like it's going to be, like, maybe an action comedy kind of thing that's yeah so like i'm Jason thinking Momoa something has to punch a tree in order to you know i don't know build a house and what what if we're all looking at it wrong and the main character isn't going to be like steve or a playable character but what if he just plays a block that'd be funny <laughs> and you spend 45 minutes just staring <laughs> at the block waiting for steve to punch it oh man you guys are getting so close to something from uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. That I just can't say it. No, in Minecraft 2, <laughs> the blocks punch back. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I feel like this could go the direction of something like Free Guy, that uh, Ryan Reynolds video game movie. You know, obviously not still as Grand Theft Auto, but um, I enjoyed it. It was it was neat. Yeah, it's on HBO Max, right? No, wait. I thought I thought I remember seeing it on there. There's too Maybe. many. I don't remember now. There's too many of them. It's on, it's on something I pay for every month. Yep. Right. Uh, so, uh, Jared Hess is the director. Uh, and 
he's a pretty cool director. He did Napoleon Dynamite. I actually like the way that he, like looking back at some of the behind the scenes things for Napoleon Dynamite, the way that he got in there like hands on. And he's like, no, no, it's got to be like this. Oh, it's, I mean, the movie is what it is. I like it just because of how dry and dumb it is. But the way that he directed them to do these dry and dumb things, and then when they happened, it was like, oh, that was actually pretty funny. Like, everyone's laughing at just him doing it. And then uh, when John Heater did it with his just face... (laughs) Just that face doing it is just like, damn it. It was a... I, I think those those two were a really good combination. And I am interested to see what... I mean, what he can do with uh, Minecraft. Like, where... Like, what direction could it go? Um, right. And can now, confirm, Free Guy is on HBO Max. Nice. I think my... I think my concern is every single big movie that come that comes out feels like they have to attach this giant face to it you know right but i think that's just kind of like what they feel they have to do when it comes to trying to get more of a general audience rather than this specific fandom that already exists it's like the same five I, people all the time right. <laughs> i feel like i just like why are well we... i mean especially when you get to the next movie with um that producer yeah let's jump right into that one <laughs> so um can we not Dwayne <laughs> yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is producing an It Takes Two movie for Amazon Studios yeah um he was in Free Guy as well so Wait, he was yeah <laughs> that's a fun go figure fun connection that we just go come figure. full circle um, you know, of course, it take two. It uh, it takes two is that uh, co op action game from EA and Hazelay, um, which has uh, is led by Joseph Ferris, the fuck the Oscars guy. Um, which, which I that think Joseph rad. Ferris is supposed to be a part of this um, project. So that's I, I would hope so. Fine. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, I mean, if so, at least the. Um, writing can feel corralled like they have the story that's already there but if they start to take liberties he can maybe navigate it into a direction um, that'll keep it on track that'll feel cohesive this one I see like very easily being taken up as uh, a rom-com adaptation yeah Um, there, there was already a movie called It Takes Two though right I could not say. Let me see. I'm pretty sure... Yeah, It Takes Two. Uh, it's a comedy family film starring Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Ha! <laughs> yep. 1995. I hope that we're all horribly wrong and it's not the It Takes Two video game adaptation, but it's actually, like, all reports <laughs> are wrong and this is just a remake of that movie. I hope it's the second one, but instead of spelling out two, it's the number two. <laughs> That'd be terrible. I'm, I'm here for it. I don't know if I'd see it in theaters, but, you know. Who else was in that? Christy Alley? Yeah. 
Yeah, Christie Alley. <laughs> That's the other person that would say it. Um, I don't think we got a date on either one of those movies. Um, just kind of like a, hey, this is kind of started. And uh, right. man, immediately I was like, that was the first thing that came to mind. What I had, uh, it's, it's what I said uh, just a few minutes ago about like, why do we need to attach these specific people to these films? Like, are we not open-minded enough anymore to be able to have like no, to go into something not. without an opinion and just go, hey, we, this could be okay. We are not. That's unfortunate. Like, it's, because that's what I look for. Like, it's the reason that I feel like things are like as they ended up being as successful as they are. Some of the big things that we really enjoy, like Star Wars, those returning characters, Harry Potter, you know, um, like Wolverine, like just in general. The casting of him as you know Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and going through that time like like even Deadpool to a smaller extent like Ryan Reynolds is you know Deadpool it just and he wanted to do that before I mean he was big but he wasn't as I don't know he he's definitely got I feel like that dude's grown a lot from right. like the movies that I guess I started watching him in. Um, but yeah, I always think back to like something like Harry Potter. Because those people were just com- almost completely unknown. You know, the main three. Like, that's... Well, I mean, they were make a movie actors too, when you think about it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, make a movie that makes stars. You know, give, give, someone, give someone a chance. That's what I really want out of like um, an X-Men movie. I really yes. want I really want some new people that I've never seen before to take on these roles and and you know see what they can make out of it. Well, do you think that maybe part of it is the um, the connotation that goes along with a lot of video game to film adaptations that it's kind of well known that video game adaptations don't critically end up being very good, and so by atta- so that studios and production companies get nervous whenever they do do that so they feel like they're obligated to attach themselves with a big name that they can try to associate with quality for these adaptations and maybe that's why they feel that way for sure 100 percent. yeah i mean look at um the borderlands movie coming up look at all of the people that are in that you have freaking kate blanchett in it that's just a star-studded group of people like even people that are not like gonna be like physically on screen i mean claptrap is jack black <laughs> god i'm excited for that i that, that. I forgot that movie was happening until now <laughs> i don't yeah. need that knowledge speaking of borderlands uh <laughs> <laughs> nice segue okay okay pause pause everybody sound guy in the back can we have a second all right listener if you can Please go review us on a podcast service of your choice. We'd appreciate that. Help people find us. You know, we grow a little bit. It, it, it just, you know, it'd mean a lot to us. I feel like, you know, we do this. You help us with that. We grow a little bit. Everyone's working together. You're kind of part of the team. And I, I know everyone here would really appreciate that, except Johnny. Johnny hates everything, so it's fine. Now back to the show. 
There was a bunch of Borderlands things that um, happened pretty recently. Uh, we had PAX, we had PAX East go down. They had a panel on PAX East. Um, Randy Pitchford bought a Magic Castle. Randy Pitchford is a walking Magic Castle, from what I understand. He, he bought <laughs> he bought like the Magic Castle. I'm gonna have to look into that because I, I don't know. Anything yeah, about that. it's very I'm a little bit lost on it's that. It's very him. That, I, I feel like I saw slightly concerning. About it. Yeah, um, I, I don't need him appearing and reappearing any more than he already does. <laughs> uh, but Borderlands Three is adding uh, full crossplay, um, so uh, PlayStation caved. Yep, there we go. You previously had uh, crossplay between PC and Xbox, and now that playstation has relinquished that restriction it's across all the major platforms fucking finally like yeah just just get with it get with the times play ball with everyone so everyone can play together it's good for you it's good for us right yeah um so uh was that announced at pax or was that announced just before uh i won't say it was announced yeah. Oh, confirmed, okay. dur- confirmed during the uh, PAX East keynote. All right. Cool. Um, so if you're still playing that, or you're looking to jump back in, um, yeah, you can play that with. Uh, you'll be able to play that with everybody. Um, is there a date uh, arriving sometime this spring? So relatively okay. soon. That's good. Yeah. Um, as well, uh, they said that during that keynote that they're not done with Tales from the Borderlands. They have been working on something for a very long time. Um, I, I was checking out Randy Pitchford's just talk about that. He's like, yeah, we've been in uh, development of this um, for, ye- they said, years. Um, so I assume that goes back to when Telltale shut down uh, in 2018. I assume they had been working on it since around that time because uh tales from the borderlands was pretty successful like i really liked what it did it introduced some new characters that made it into uh uh, borderlands 3 and everything yeah i i still need to play it i heard really good things about it but i'm really late to jumping onto the borderlands um franchise here so is there any like i remember that they took a bunch of the telltale um games off of the markets and stuff when Telltale kind of fell out. Is there a place that you can pick that back up or is that just kind of lost now? No, I'm checking right now. I'm pretty sure you can just grab it from um, the PlayStation Store. I I don't think think there was any restrictions. Um, Alright. I... Like I seem to remember that like when Telltale kind of collapsed as a company that like a lot of their... Uh, games were taken were delisted as a result, and I was wondering if they um, a lot got relisted was... though once they went through certain transitions. Um, got there was it. a brief all window right. where they all got pulled, but a lot of them got put back up. Um, I still have Tales from the Borderlands because it was a PlayStation Plus freebie forever ago. Yep, that's how I have it as well. Tales from the Borderlands. Um, can you still get Tales from the Borderlands? Uh, it was just making me log in, so I'm like. Yep, I see it here on Xbox. Okay. At least episode one. So yeah, you can yeah. at least get it. At least get it there. Yeah, you can still get it most places. Okay. Yeah, you can still get it on yeah, Steam, the... Epic, 
Um, there's no PS5 or Series X enhancements, but you can still get it everywhere. Looks like it was yeah. just down for a brief period of time. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out because yeah, I've really it, been enjoying the last year of getting into this franchise. Yeah, it's it's a really, um, uh, of course, you know, a Telltale game, a very linear experience, but it, it introduces those characters that that you see in three. Like, there's some of those characters mm-hmm. you see immediately in three. Um, so yeah, um, su- super fun game. Like, I, I'm not one that was super into the Telltale games. I mean, I, I liked them for what they were, but I didn't, you know, like play every single one of them or anything. Like, I didn't really get into The Walking Dead or any of those. Um, but this one, yeah, this one did a good. I job. only, I only got into like the first two seasons of Walking Dead, and then I played the two seasons of the Batman Telltale series, which I really enjoyed. That. That was a okay. really cool take on the story. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really uh, picky about the Telltale stuff, uh, but I was really interested in Tales from the Borderlands. I just didn't have time. That's the problem with those games is I want like I want to be able to rush through stuff and just speed read the story and get done with it. Yeah, right. it, and that is the difference in the type of game it is. It is more of like a narrative narrative thing where you're going to be reading and making decisions. Um, but the good news is, um, if you're playing on PlayStation, it's always an easy platinum. It always feels like you really accomplish something, you know, moderately big if you go through <laughs> everything. Um, and you're like, all right, I only have like, you know, the typical people only have like three platinums. So this being my fourth platinum, that's, that's pretty big, right? Um, yeah, good way board. to boost that trophy count. Exactly. Same with, uh, any Lego game, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got my one platinum, and that's enough. What was that again? <laughs> it was something Astro ridiculous. Astro Baby. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't ridiculous. It was perfect. That's what it was. <laughs> um, so uh, that's uh, that sequel to Tales from the Borderlands supposed to be coming later this year. And uh, another big thing that they announced, um, Lost Boys Interactive has been uh, acquired by Gearbox. Um, these guys are known for um, several things, mostly shooters, uh, working on Call of Duty, Players Unknown Battlegrounds, um, and as well, they work with Gearbox on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, so kind of not a surprise. They've been in, uh, you know, conversations um, quite a lot recently. Uh, and, and these guys do pretty good, uh, pretty good work. Um, Lost Boys uh, staff currently stands at about 220, uh, bringing Gearbox global workforce to around 1,300. Uh, with plans to grow uh, by another uh, 350 people by 2024. Um, you know, I had talked to um, and an acquaintance with uh, one of the one of the Gearbox um, recruiters, um, and yeah, he is always looking for something, mostly programmers. Surprise, surprise. But um, yeah, they they have. Um, I, I don't know how that's going to impact uh, Gearbox. They have uh, mostly Gearbox, I feel like, is just set out of Texas. Um, Lost Boys Interactive is uh, Madison. Um, oh, no, it looks like they do have a... Uh, they have a remote... Uh, they, oh, yeah, they, they are a remote-first model studio. Uh, that That's actually okay. kind of cool to point out. Um, 
but they do have offices in Madison, which I believe is where they're out of. That's always where I heard that they were from. But they have one in um, Austin, Texas as well. So just a couple hours away from where Gearbox is proper. I think that's all of our Borderlands news. Yep, I, th I think we did it. it. Yeah, yeah, we did it. Um, so, I, I'm not big. I, I've played some of the Xenoblade things. Not really big for me. So this next article doesn't really impact me as much as it may someone like Johnny. Yeah, um, Nintendo finally gave us release dates. Uh, we finally got a release date for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, which is actually going to be dropping in July. Moved uh, up. It, well, yeah, it was right. originally supposed to drop much later in the year. I like that approach by Nintendo a lot better. Um, you know, hey, expect this pretty far out there. It's like, hey, surprise, we got some, we, we got some stuff done quicker. Um, if you're a fan of the Xenoblade Chronicles games, you're going to end up getting it. Um, these games always have a deluxe edition that hasn't actually... I don't even think the deluxe edition's gone up anywhere yet, at least if it's going to. I missed it. Um, but I've got the deluxe editions of 1 and 2 already. Haven't played either of them. But I... Well, haven't finished either of them. I played a bit of both, and I did really enjoy them. Um, they play very MMO-y, um, but single they player. Um, they're huge games, though. They're mm -hmm. massive, they massive games. They're fun. But, yeah, well, sure. I I played two all the way up to the end, um, but I just kept getting my butt kicked by the final boss. But I think I put 120 hours into the game. Yeah, by the point, and I got to that point. They're very standard. They're they're very standard. Um, like plots. It, it's very like as a teenager that loved anime and stuff. You'll totally dig the plots if you're one of those people. But it's. It's exciting to see that the third one's finally dropping and this much quicker than expected. Um, right. A lot of people have been excited for it for a hot minute. It's The game series just keeps getting better and better um, without dramatically changing everything, um, which I, I'm excited. Uh, it just gives me something to buy in July now. Moving a game like that up helps. It's going to help them with sales because you, know, you, you guys know nothing big ever drops in the summer. Yeah, right. yeah, the traditional summer drought. And I think that this might be opening the floodgates up for some more later year uh, Nintendo material. For them to just like push a game up months earlier than we originally planned it to happen, that means they've probably got something else planned for that time frame because they don't want to release too many big things at once. Sure. But then Nintendo, oh, cool. being Nintendo, gave us more news... Uh huh. Not only did we get the excitement of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 getting pushed up and getting a release date for this July, we finally got a release date for Splatoon 3. And I don't care. <laughs> See, I, I really, I really, and I think I've said this a lot, I, I really want to like um, the Splatoon. Splatoon is something that I, I could for sure see myself getting into if their online services were just better. Um,. It did get uh, that September 9th release date. Um, they talked about a few things. Um, they showed off uh, a trailer, which uh, showed off the 4v4 turf, uh, turf war multiplayer mode, as well as Eeltail Alley, which is one of the new maps. Um, and then uh, they talked a little bit about the Splatoon DLC added to the online expansion pass. Um, so they have a lot of Splatoon stuff going on. Uh, 
Is there a reason you're not a big fan of this game? Honestly, I, I've tried them. I tried Splatoon, and it just bored me. There's, but then again, I'm not big on PvP stuff as it is. But the idea of just like, bro, if I want to paint the walls that bad, I'll just stay up late at night and watch some internet. (laughs) Like I, I, I just don't see how it's such a big thing I I love that the original focus like the first game was really geared towards kids it was geared towards being that online multiplayer you know don't worry about voice chat or anything your kids can still play together and have a lot of fun and no one's going to talk trash or say racist things to your kid but now sure. it's just the same game over and over I, I feel like this is the kind of game that even though now there's going to be a story nothing's getting focused on for it. It's all just the same multiplayer experience. And if it had something more single player, like an adventure or something to go with it, that might change things for me, but it doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's really just multiplayer map after multiplayer map, just battle after battle, win your way to the end of it, even for story mode. And that just didn't appeal to me at sure. all. It looks pretty. It's a neat concept. I just don't know how it made it this far as a full game. Fair. I've played um, some of two when the Switch first came out and they launched the, um, what was just essentially the re-release for two to come to Switch that year. I had a fun time with it, but it just didn't, I didn't get the hooks in and I think maybe part of it is just the online infrastructure and I didn't really have anybody to play the game with. Right. And I think that was the reason why I just kind of fell out of it. I I enjoyed it, and I know that they added a PVE element to it at one point, or like a player versus player versus environment. I can't remember what. Um, I don't know how what a single player of this game would be like. Um, just because I just really don't. Um, it's it's a franchise that like is fun, and I tried it, but I didn't ever really get invested into it. So. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really want to like this. It's, I mean, I, I like the, I, I like the art style. The right gameplay is pretty fun. I, I yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was pretty fun. Everything that I've played. Um, no, I, I liked it, and, and I liked like how each weapon that you have is a bit, you know, just like a different play style that you have to do with it and stuff like. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh. It, it, like every weapon has a purpose. Right. It almost it the weapon is your class essentially like that. It is just depending on what it is. So you got like the little paintbrush uh sniper or the paint sniper or something like that. And so you're obviously going after players whereas like you got people with like the rollers and the big brushes. So they're the ones that are trying to score the points and stuff like that. So you're trying to protect them. I can see like how like the weapons give you different classes, different responsibilities and that's pretty cool how they do that and stuff. Yeah. It, it was just something that just for whatever reason just didn't click for me that's all this yeah this mode it always reminds me of um multiplayer tony hawk stuff they had that mode <laughs> where you do a trick on an obstacle and it'll highlight it blue or red and it's head to head whoever has the most like tricks on obstacles and you can take other people's um you can take other people's spots by you know doing a bigger trick there uh, worth Dude, more if points. I remember correctly, like the same you thing. be a jerk? Couldn't you be a jerk and just run one massive combo 
and then right at the end, once everyone else is done, like land your combo, and if you tricked over several things, they all just highlight it once for you because you're the last person to do it. Yes. Yeah, that's why people hated me in that. Yeah. I that, that was always that was like beginning to end combos, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I got all these." Then suddenly, I'd land my trick, and like half the map just turns back to me. I would just wait until the very end, the last like two seconds, and then I'd start a combo. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like I played that game a lot with um, Ian, and it was always like, ah, "I hate playing this game with Jay," and we're like, <laughs> "It makes sense." Um. But yeah, it's kind of the it's the same thing, and I, I like I really like the art style. But they me too. They really need to get the, their ideas are all good. I really love the, the the colors and and everything that that's going on with it, and it's such a simple idea. Like the the simplicity yeah. of what they have going on, I can't help but like just love that. Um, yeah. But it just it it, it gets taken away. Just because, like, I'll, what am I gonna do? Like, yeah, I'll well, give credit think... where credits due. They know that this game is not meant to pull in new players. It is just meant to pull back the old players. Yeah, and yep. that might be another reason I'm not a fan. Is like, it's not doing. It, the first one didn't do anything for me. I gave the second one a shot because it actually had some story content added to it. It did nothing for me, and now I'm just. Like, what's the third one going to do? I already know it's not going to do anything for me. The the first two didn't do anything for me, and two wasn't even really a new game. Two was just one with a die with more stuff. With a like city in it. Yeah, yeah. Two was two was just one with a hub. I'm a, like, I, and, and I'm a, personally I'm a sucker for environments. Just just plain and simple. Like I, I love mm-hmm. like people. Uh, you know, most recently talking like, oh, I didn't really like the Batman movie. And I'm like, I loved that. The I loved how gritty they made Gotham feel. Like, no, that was awesome. Like, the essentially the city was a, a character unto itself. And some of the yeah. shots that they did, uh, cinematography was just absolutely fantastic for that film. Like, uh, I mean, I know you see it all the time in the promotions, but the shot of him holding the flare, leading the people out of the water and stuff like that. It's just such a beautiful shot. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, uh, when he's on top of the building with Selena Kyle and, like, you have this orange-gold sky that is in the background and stuff it, with the city skyline and stuff. It's just, like, it was so beautifully uh, filmed. Yeah, that's what the yeah, movie like, was to me. It was, like, yeah. th- there were these characters, but then there was also the city as a character. And yeah, the, that movie was more about the city. Yeah. Um, and that, that movie was way more, way more about the city. Just like some people say, like, oh, the the whatever is about the adventure. It's not about the destination. But, like, <laughs> what... Okay, then, give me, give me what Splatoon is all about, then. Like, what is Splatoon about? Because if it's really just about these matches that are the same thing in a different area every time, I'm kind of over it. One match in. Like... But I do like the environment. I liked the city in two. I, I thought it was just like kind of a cool area. It was a throwaway. It, it was cool, but it was a throwaway. There just wasn't enough there. Right. My right. takeaway with the city was how you could do like custom images and stuff like that that you could put and just have on display to the public and stuff like yes. that. And so many of the images were just like just random pictures and then like captioned with, when will dad come home? 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> it was just and I think the other thing that really killed this this game, just in general, was um, the Wii U. It just it, yeah coming out on the Wii U. No, like out of all of my friends at the time, I think I was the only one that had it. <laughs> like I was the only one with the system. And I was always like, everyone was always coming over to play D and D, and we're like, I'm like pushing this console on people, like, hey, <laughs> uh, and we had some good times with the Wii U, right, Johnny? Oh God! <laughs> but it, you know, it, I, I do think that was part of this this game's downfall. Like, it's part of a like a, a time period where it's like, is mm-hmm. was it really? A good time period for Nintendo to be a Nintendo fan, but we got a release date. We'll see what they end up doing with it. Um, I just I, I don't think that there's going to be anything that they can do to pull me back without updating that infrastructure, as I've said time and time again. Yep, and I will say it was cool that they. If you aren't sure about it, if you are currently an owner of Splatoon Two for whatever reason. And if you have the Nintendo Online Expansion Pass, so you have the N64 stuff as well, they did just randomly decide to drop all the like the expansion for um, Splatoon 2 on there. So, it's like we said earlier, it's it's there. You at least have a reason to mess around with that a little bit more to see if it's worth it. Um, Comes with they, a bunch of extra like missions and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it had a cool story. I actually really liked the... Um, the like CGI stuff that they did for it. I remember like the the uh, uh, what are they called squidlings, the 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 one uh, squid chick on the train. It's either squid kids or octolings. I think there's octolings. like two different beings that are in this universe, and I think one group is called squid kids, and the others are called octolings. Ah, and you gotta remember, yeah. you're either a kid or you're a squid. Yeah, but never both. Yep, can't be both. <laughs> All right. Um, the, I mean, oh. the 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 potential content for an adult version of Splatoon is definitely there. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, with all the the splatting and all the tentacle stuff, there's definitely. <laughs> I would be very, very surprised if Nintendo hasn't already had to issue like multiple cease and desist orders for adult content. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I think that's what Austin's off filming this weekend, is uh, his Splatoon movie. I heard it was... Goots. I, I heard it was something with Goots. Why not? That's what, that's, that's what I had heard. That's true. Got me there. Um, so, one of the other... I, I would say probably bigger announcements that happened across this past week was... Uh, Amy Henning and Skydance New Media. Um, they're of course working. Amy Henning's working with um, uh, Disney on a unannounced Marvel game. At least I don't think it's been announced, right? I think they're still no, they're keeping it, that it on the wraps. Um, because there's a lot of Marvel stuff out and about. They're really like dealing it out. Um, they've it's also announced Marvel's Adventures too. Oh God. Well. Uh, um, and they've announced that they're also working on uh, a Star Wars adventure. Um, 
which is pretty good. Uh, you know, if you're not familiar with Amy Hemming, she's uh, they've listed her here as a game industry legend. Um, whose blockbuster <laughs> series includes, includes Legacy of Kane, Jack and Dexter, Uncharted, um, and of course more. Um, pretty big. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what Amy and her team can actually uh, come up with. Um, that's that's new and fresh. Um, there's immediately I, I I dig into the past and go. Uh, how nice would it be to get like something along the lines of thirteen thirteen? Um, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> no, I'm not holding my breath on a revival for thirteen thirteen. Well, so they did say that they um, have talked about that though, a, a full revival of that project. Um, right, but does EA still hold? Or who actually was holding on to the rights for that, or who was the? Producer, I think it was EA. Um, okay. Let me check. Let me see where that was. I, I know they said that they were very interested in uh, uh, revitalizing that just because of all of the kind of like fan stuff that's been coming out. Yeah. Um, let's see. God, so many like little pop up ads. Um, Developed and published by LucasArts. So... That would fall under... They can give that to whoever they want. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a chance that could go, but... Always a chance. I And, it, again, would not hold your breath. <laughs> um, yeah. It would be cool, but... Probably would never happen. Um, but there's a lot of things, a lot of things that happen. I I really do want something urban, though. Like mm -hmm. I, I kind of crave something uh, like an urban Star Wars game. We I mean we get a lot of like flying things, um, right? Or a decent just amount of like that RPG. Follow the main stories or something like that. Um, yeah, I want something yeah, smaller. Like, not smaller, Do an but, original story. Yeah, something that's not, like... I, I, I think I'm really interested in things that could fill in gaps. Yeah, I... Because you I can have a lot fine. of fun there, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, like, along lines of... And kind of, like, along with Star Wars 1313, make it on Coruscant and make it a section of the city, but do it in a way that kind of gives, like, the Arkham feel to it. Sure. So, like... Okay, so I'm kind of thinking about this, like, on the fly here, but I know that, like, Star Wars is, like, trying to transition over to, like, the High Republic area, era and stuff like that. Uh -huh. So say you play a Jedi in the High Republic era, and you have to do, like, this murder investigation that took place in Corazon that, for, like, some high-profile figure that was in killed in some place that they shouldn't have been and so now you're kind of doing this like arkham city kind of um style star wars game yeah i think that would be dope yeah i mean i i would love i would love that i would also love um a uh like a larian studio take on it something like turn-based mm -hmm. where you can create 
your character and you have several other characters that you know turn based and and, and attacks I, I don't know i'd be interested in a lot of a lot of different things um i don't know would i like it to be first person or would i prefer third person that's a good question i think i'd be open open to that but i'm very very interested to see what these guys are working on especially with i amy. would amy, like amy at the helm of it you know kind of i would imagine third person would be more than likely the camera perspective that yeah you'd want to so it depends on if it's a character that is established or a character that you want to be established or if it's mm -hmm. you have to fill the the role yourself if you're putting yourself in those shoes first person makes more sense because you don't have to I see the character because you're like i'm the character i'm seeing through the character's right. eyes that's me i don't know there's a when it comes to Star Wars, though, even though if you are the character, I feel because of like that aesthetic that everyone really just loves to see about that universe that you will still want to be able to see your character. So I think when it comes to Star Wars tiles, you'll probably only really end up with first-person perspectives when it's like a first-person shooter. Um, please bring back Republic Commando. <laughs> And that's, and where, that's, we'll, look. that's where we'll leave. That's where we'll, where we'll leave that. Give me Elder Scrolls Star Wars, first person RPG, ridiculous skills, ridiculous like abilities, level up system, total Elder Scrolls style, but first person with like awful controls like Morrowind era. <laughs> but and the Jack boots. Yes, so you still get like forced jumps, just like when you would glitch out your crazy jump ability in Morrowind and like gap an entire island and kill yourself when you landed because physics existed. <laughs> yeah, because so your knees can't handle that. Com yeah, combine all of that <laughs> and keep mud crabs. <laughs> <laughs> mud, mud crabs, crab Star in Wars canon. Space. All right. Um,. Oh, you peppered this one in here, the Halo um, yeah. Season 2. So with two weeks left to go, um, they've announced a little bit more into what is going to be coming out as uh, Lone Wolves, the second season for Halo Infinite's multiplayer. On top of the maps that they've already shown, which is one arena map and one big team map, uh, they're also going to be adding in three more uh, game, uh, game modes to the multiplayer rotation. Which two of them were part of the classic, um, uh, were on previous Halo games. And I almost want to say that the third one is a modification of a pre existing one. But first off, they're bringing back King of the Hill, which honestly yeah. is a little shocking that it wasn't there in the first place because that was one of the main games that has been, staple games that has been there since probably Halo 1. Uh, Land Grab is essentially a territories game where you have to they have a version of this already going but essentially the objective is is to hold three spots of land i believe as much as as long as you can um i think that's what that they have one currently that that's like that but it's like you have to like stand within a ring right yeah and then it's the last one that has been kind of intriguing a lot of people called Last Spartan Standing, and a lot of people are wondering if this is kind of like their testing bed for a potential Battle Royale with Halo, which, personally, in my opinion, I think they should add because it's it's something that would 
is just kind of a, a staple with a lot of games service uh, nowadays. And I personally, I believe that the way that Halo gameplay mechanics and weapons are set up, uh, Battle Royale seems to be it just makes uh, sense. perfect for, for that. Yeah. yeah. Which, granted, certain affinity has announced that they will be working on uh, more Halo projects, and it's heavily, heavily rumored, almost confirmed, but not quite, that they are making about a true Battle Royale mode for Halo, but obviously nothing official has been announced with that. But certain affinity is a developer that has worked with the Halo franchise for years in the past. They usually worked on a ton of the multiplayer maps from um, throughout the franchise. I definitely remember quite a few of their work from like Halo Reach and Halo 4. Um, but yeah, so with that, this new season is supposed to be shorter than the current one, which granted, they did say that this current season was going to be longer than expected to give them enough time to buff out the ability to actually get more content in there. It's just, there's a bit of a concern that like, is this a little too, is this a little too little too late kind of deal? Because I feel like the buzz around Halo has definitely kind of fallen off a little bit here. And so yeah, for sure. they have to definitely try to push their marking quite a bit to try to get back the attention in the spotlight. Um, I feel because I feel like the fervor has definitely um, moved shifted away from Halo Infinite here, which is unfortunate because I really enjoyed it. It's just that I got to the point where it's like I'm just, just I mean, granted, you do this with all video games where you're just doing the same thing over and over again for a lot of this stuff. But with Halo Infinite, it, it you felt like you were doing the same thing. Over I was, and over yeah, again. I was aware. I was very aware yeah. of what I was doing. Did yeah, anyone so, else when they when they said King of the Hill just picture Bobby and Hank in their hunting gear? God damn it, Bobby! <laughs> just out there taking down yeah. Spartans. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, let's see here. Uh, but yeah, the last Spartans standing. Uh, it looks like that. Uh, it looks like that mode from what was that battle or yeah, what was that team based game that we played for a while. Uh, where it was portal had portals splitgate splitgate it had bean they battles. had bean battles um bean battle yes no they they, uh, they had they had splitgate had a mode that looks exactly like that where the points move and and, and it's just trying to like capture and hold okay. that point for a period of time at least that's what it looks like that's that's more like a roaming king of the hill gameplay i think is what that one was it's king of the hill but the hill changed which is something that Halo has had in the past. So Last Spartan Standing, what that is, is that everyone has like a fine. It's a free. Oh, I was talking about. Match. I was talking about land grab. Okay, so maybe that's what it is, and so maybe I was wrong about whole land grab thing. Is that it's? Uh, yeah, it looks like. It, yeah, it just looks like they they have like a box like squared out somewhere in the. Um, yeah, map. and and you have. I to, might have been wrong. Yeah. I probably was wrong on land grabs description there. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say I was wrong on that one. Uh yeah, and I think you're right on that. But last Spartan standing, yeah, that one does look like they're really trying to break into the battle royale thing. They, you know, they yeah, have the, the the closing ring and every you know it's free for all. Um, yeah, it's does but it, does it's it not like many... one life. Oh, is it's it? five. It yeah, every, everybody has five lives or five respawns available. 
but if you run out of it, you can either spectate for the rest of the game, or you could actually quit out of the game and not be penalized uh, for that, which is good, because uh, with the other uh, multiplayer games, if you do quit early, you are penalized for it. And for just reasons, because I've played plenty of ranked matches where I ended up in situations where it was, hey, you're the only person left on your team, and it's 4v1, because everyone else decided to quit. It's like, oh boy, this is going to do great for my rank. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was curious about is how many players for the um, uh, last Spartan standing. 12. 12. Yeah. Yeah, 12. it's 12. So essentially you're getting to that, like, the final moments of the Battle Royale system, so where it's like... the. The better are, like, part, really starting to kick off. Yeah, where you're yeah, not hiding not and you're coming out and trying hiding to hiding and scrounging and uh, it's yeah. They're just trying to take the best parts of of the battle yeah. royale system, put it together. Rap. So, and these are supposed to take place on the uh, the big team battle maps too. Okay. All right, so, um, yeah. and our last two bits are on Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft announces Project Q, a team battle arena game that isn't a battle royale, apparently. I wrote Prove It after that because uh, I don't believe you. Well, how many of these games and services have Ubisoft announced and then either has yet three three weeks later? Yeah, well, there was um, Hyperscape, which came out. It was fine. You and I played that for a bit. Yeah, it was fine. It needed some work, um, but I did like the verticality aspect that they added to it. Yeah. It's just um, navigating how to play it and stuff like that. Like, it wasn't a menu. It was like a three-dimensional space that you actually had to go to, kind of reminiscent of Call of Duty World War II, I think. I wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah, it's like a, um, a hub world. Yeah. Yeah. So if you wanted to go play a certain game everyone had to go to this door or something like that um it was weird i don't think it would like they could have reworked it and it probably would have ended up actually being okay but i think by that point like PUBG, apex and fortnite had already stolen the buzz around battle royales and stuff like that and so it was hard for them to try to get into that space oh for sure then there was uh god what was the it was the there was that player it was like um i'm trying to remember what yeah, it was. I'm trying there to... was like three different factions and it started the game started with a d but i don't think did it ever actually release um i'm trying to remember the name of it and and i can't. yeah I'm, I'm looking right now <clears throat> and i'm going to say it probably never did or is yeah, yet to do I'm digging um, into their Wikipedia of release titles to see what. There's a part of me that's like, it, it was it like Divergent or something like that? It was something along those lines. Oh, well. Anyways, but yeah, I it was this thing where, like, I don't know, maybe it was like Counter Strike esque and you had like three different factions you could be a part of. One of them was like Third Echelon, which was a nod to like the Splinter Cell universe that they still refuse to do anything with Splinter Cell. I know that they've got the game announced, but that's a, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Still. Um, was it X Defiant? X Defiant, that's what it was called. Yeah. It doesn't start with a D at all. It starts with an and X. A, well, <laughs> I forgot about the X part, so I was thinking Defiant and that 
that was about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but they, uh, yeah, just Ubisoft. And this, Ubisoft yeah, being and Ubisoft, I, basically, they're like, let's try to capitalize on the fad, you know, on on the big thing that's happening. And you see that a lot. Like we had Rainbow Six Extraction come out right. this year to. I mean, probably poor reviews. Like it just it felt. Well, you and I like played I played it, it for a bit. Yeah, it's it's we, fine. It's not amazing. Yeah, it was fine. There was nothing to like make me want to keep coming back to it. Yeah, I tried that game out on launch day. On I tried it on a Game Pass on launch day, and I was like, uh, yeah. I did like one match, and I was like, I'm bored with this already. I mean, there, there's and just yeah. little things that happen in the game that that bum me out. Um, and we can kind of bridge this into something that I mean, of course, something that I wanted to mention, um, just about Ubisoft titles in general. Um, extraction specifics. Oh, that's a big problem uh, that's looming. But extraction specifically, they have they always have silly little things. It's like they test their game, but there's always uh, uh, some things that kind of get through that you're like, why is that even a thing? Like, when you go to extract, if there are... So, you can put one of your captured allies, or downed allies, in this pod. When you become a Cheeto. When you become a Cheeto, that's true. Um, (laughs) You put them in this pod, but it's the same pod that you extract from. So, there is the possibility of you carrying your friend... And wanting to put him in the pod, but accidentally hitting the extract button, which locks the pod, and your friend's body that you have in your arms stays in the map, and it extracts you out. And so that person is essentially left behind. They're left behind. Now you have to go back into that map again to hopefully rescue them. Right. Fucking garbage. That is just the (laughs) worst. You guys did not think that through. Um... And, and it's always little things like that that, that happen with the uh, title, or with Ubisoft games. Like, looking at uh, even their most recent releases. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Brian, I know you have some stuff to say uh, about that. Um, I, I mean, massive map. I've already said. Massive map, nothing in it. Right? Yeah, no. Literally nothing in it. Like, even the NPCs that give you, like, the side missions, they couldn't even bother to name them. It, you yeah. were just talking to, in parentheses, Anglo-Saxon man or Norse woman. Yeah. Like, they couldn't even bother giving them names. And that, like, just really bugged me. And I guess uh, someone could say, like, well, it's because you're in the Animus and it's trying to create or generate these people and stuff. Like, just put a name on them. Colonizer. Colonizer. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So, yeah, I mean, looking at other titles, Writer, uh, Writer's Republic. Yeah. By all means, should be something I'm really interested in. I mean, that's it's it's things that I like, but it's the exact same thing as Steep. It's a more poorly done version of Steep. Mm-hmm. Um, Far Cry Six. Oh, what's that? That's the exact same thing as Far Cry Five, which is the exact same thing as Far Cry Four and Three. <laughs> it's like you guys did strike gold like 15 years ago. And then you haven't done anything else ever since. You're there still, has not been an original idea in at least 10 years from Ubisoft. They're still trying to dig in the same ore vein, and they've already extracted all that they could from it. Yeah. Um, so, bleeding into our next piece about Ubisoft. Actually, 
before before going there, um, there were two big takeaways that I saw in this article. Right, we and really didn't talk about this. Oh, article we didn't talk about it at all. Did we? We announced <laughs> another team battle royale game from Ubisoft called yeah, Project so, Q. So there's a very big deal in this. Um, I, honestly, I I do like the up is that as of right now they have no plans to add NFTs to Project Q, which just means to me they're not invested in Project Q. Um, otherwise, yeah. you know they would be talking about NFTs with it like they are with every fucking thing else. Um, yep, but if right. you go to the bottom of the article. The last little, like, full, or the last little, uh, where is it here? Where is it? Yeah, like, the last little sentence on there. Project Q is another game that was part of the GeForce Now database leak that also included PC versions of Final Fantasy VII Remake and God of War, as well as the Chrono Cross remaster. Interesting. So, we're getting more and more, and I've been following that as more things get announced, because that database leak had a lot of stuff in it. And so far, a bunch of it's been, been happening. Up. Yeah, a lot of yeah. it's been coming up Millhouse. So coming up Millhouse. I am kind of I'm I'm kind of invested in it at this point to see where this is gonna go because a lot of stuff that's there has been happening. Sure. Right. And, and maybe to actually they could have changed the name of this from Project Q. Like, and they kept it. Pro- yeah. Project W. Yeah, like everything is everything is staying the same. It is yeah. completely crazy to me, and I think that that to me is the biggest takeaway of this. Is that like yeah, um, a lot of stuff got leaked. A lot of it's turning out to be true. Um, could some of it have been blind predictions, like PC version of God of War? Like yeah, sure, whatever. But something like this, it's pretty specific. Sure. Yeah. Very specific. Like, <laughs> it is what, it's exactly what they said it was. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the next thing. Uh, I, I had seen it and um, reshared it on Twitter, um, but uh, from a, a more reliable, I don't want to say more reliable, but a reliable source. Um, but Ubisoft is reportedly in early talks for possible, um, at, uh, like possibly being acquired, and that's coming from ComicBook.com, which I kind of hate. ComicBook.com. Um, offense to them, I guess. Uh, well, I think it was originally reported by Bloomberg. I think we just got it, the article from. Yeah, the I see a Kotaku article from the more reliable source that I saw on Twitter. Um, uh, in the takeaways, the mentioned factors, no Guillermo uh, left to take over, ongoing workplace controversy, senior devs leaving, big projects struggling. And all of that makes sense. Um, you look at Ubisoft as a whole, like I said, they have not had an original idea in 10 years, if not 15 years. Um, well, it's just, it's, it's fascinating because, like, just think of it like a few years ago, we were applauding Ubisoft for being good guy Ubisoft when all these other companies were having these issues. And now we, here we are with this situation and stuff like that, where they've just kind of rested on their laurels, and then on top of that, they refuse to acknowledge a lot of their internal problems that they have going on. Yeah. Now, and, like, and, as far as oh, go ahead. And I was gonna say, and I wonder if that's why the senior devs are leaving. I I, I feel right. like they're bored. 
you know, they're bored working on the same thing over and over again. The same way, you know, look at someone like Bungie. They didn't want to make Halo for the rest of their life. They were bored. So, you know, they have to move on. Senior devs doing the same thing. When senior devs leave, guess what? You don't have anyone to teach your junior devs. And when junior devs don't know what they're doing, big projects struggle. Right. I mean, that's that, that's that's everything. Um, so the I think one of the best things that could happen to them right now is to be picked up by someone to give them direction. Right. My only question is is that the current prospects of what uh, of who's looking to acquire them, Blackstone Inc. and KKR and Company, these are private equity firms, and I have almost next to no information on anything about them. Same. So I have no idea what kind of direction that they would give or what kind of involvement that they would have on there so i would say it could be like a 50 50 kind of deal as far as like what kind of impact they would have on ubisoft i would need to know more about these um two firms that are looking for uh potentially at this acquisition yeah yeah um i'm gonna do just a quick um just a quick search on on who these people are um but it's I mean, it's just its so blatantly needed for them to have something new. I mean, I remember right. that conversation uh, from quite a while back where it's like, oh, every game is... Every game that they make, it's like you have to climb up someplace high and look and find mm-hmm. your, you know... Like, look and, like, uh, reveal a portion of the map or whatever. Every game, literally every game had that that they were creating for a while. Um, right. And, you know, it's just showing, like, they don't have that idea. Like, the ideas just aren't there. Whether they're not asking or, you know, they are asking and it's not happening. You know, you need Well, is it do that they don't new. have the, the idea or they're just too comfortable? It could be that, too. And that, and that the games are still selling. Because, like, that's the other thing, too. It's like, the, financially, they've not been given incentive to not change course like assassin's creed still stole pretty well and i think far cry sold pretty well too it, i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i think it did pretty good as far as far cry numbers would go uh you still have a pretty dedicated base for uh rainbow six um is division still really a strong thing uh, i don't think it's strong but i mean okay. there's still people I, I mean out of all of those i think i like division the most <laughs> Right. Um, But, I mean, and that's just, I think the other thing about it is is that while their ideas have been stagnant, their numbers have still been really good and stuff like that. Like, for all my grabs I have on Valhalla and stuff and how much of a departure, like, from what I would like to see from that franchise, they still sold tens of millions of copies of Valhalla. Yeah. So, it looks like these people that have showed interest... Um, are not in the games industry. They're in the business industry. Uh, just businesses. Um, where it's talking right. about like private equity, real estate, uh, credit, hedge funds. Um, their websites kind of mirror each other. They're not the same. They're obviously different. But when you go under, like for um, KKR, um, and, and you look under their businesses, yeah, you, you see real estate but you go to blackstone and you go under our businesses the second thing 
is real estate, private equity, credit, hedge fund, um, portfolio so operations. That, so it looks like it's like we're just trying to diversify what we do. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see any improvements coming from these. Um, from this acquisition as far as like creative direction or anything like that. I don't Not think at all. these people are getting involved. They probably were catching on to like to like the NFT buzzwords that they were trying to throw out there and then also the fact that they are um, in works to produce both a Star Wars game and a James Cameron Avatar game as well. So knowing that those two titles are in production currently and how much money would more than likely be involved with those works that they're probably just trying to get in on this. Yeah, yeah, very likely. Um, I want to know where they're based out of. Um, because that that would be, I think, I think mm-hmm. that would be interesting. Like if it is, um, like French. Like if both of these firms are French. Um, yeah, that would make more sense, say. but I, I I can't really find. Yeah, maybe if I just go to careers, um, but yeah, I think they would have to be picked up by somebody within the industry just to be able to ha- like hold the, you know, be able to have the um, ability to benefit from the way that they need to benefit from something mm-hmm. like. Uh, a buyout like that so uh, i don't know it's really up in the air for them uh okay so i see for um blackstone a lot of it is new york um oh luxembourg interesting i think the the biggest thing that we're all taught that you you've really mentioned is that if you depending on how you look at it will an acquisition help (laughs) Yeah. If the problem is that their ideas are stale and their products are just reskins of all previous products, an acquisition's not really going to help with any of that. It's going to no. take a, a lot of big changes, um, purges in some certain departments and some certain areas to, to bring in new faces. And even if an acquisition happens, I don't see there being some kind of impact for at least three years as far as the products we're seeing. Yep, I yeah, agree oh, with you. Yeah, for sure. That's like whoever goes into it has to go into it with the long term, which means it, big publicly traded companies that are going to try to use it for leverage aren't going to go as well because the publicly traded stuff always looks at the short term. They need exactly. to be picked up by somebody with a five to ten year plan not a three to five year plan as most people do during big acquisitions like this or a three to five quarter plan yeah oh god yeah like where a lot of these typically actually are yeah a lot of them are like oh we bought these guys look at what's gonna happen now it's like yeah that's not look at all this growth buy our stock (laughs) yeah that's always what it is but they whoever does this needs to have a strong three to five like maybe a, a three to five or a five to ten they 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 need minimum three though like yeah. there's no way that they're going to be able to change talent in areas without massively abandoning current projects right to and that's just going to be a hemorrhage of money 
Like this is gonna be so much more than a company throwing money at the, to buy them, like to acquire them. There's gonna be a lot of severances paid out when people are gonna be let go from positions, which is what needs to happen. There's mm. gonna be a, a lot of nightmares with it. And that's not even looking at like any of the other negative PR that we've already had to deal with and have had to see coming from them. Uh, much in the same way that we're still seeing stuff with um, with Activision during Microsoft's entire try to pick up. Um, depending right. on how fast this kind of thing would even go through, there are people out there expecting, oh, Microsoft can pick them up. It's like, they're not even done with Activision yet. Show your, show your shit. Right. And people are like, oh, Sony could jump in on it. Yeah, but no, they don't need to. Like They don't no need to, but it is, they, they are very much in a, like, eat-or-be-eaten position. Yeah, right. like it's whoever does it needs to. They don't. Whoever does this, the problem is that Sony and Microsoft are both known to to pick someone up and just kind of let them do their own thing. Whoever does this needs to not let them do their own thing. Right. Like there's well, a we, reason they're in the situation they're at right now, and it's because they've been doing their own thing for years, and their own thing was the same thing ten years ago. Like this, they need new eyes in there they need new imaginations they need new everything at yeah. that point yep well we already saw the consequence for this for that um developer that was working on uh the perfect dark game with under microsoft where it just kind of feels like that studio was allowed to do their kind of own thing and because there didn't there was just like bad direction or something like that like you have this mass exodus of people from that studio and now Crystal Dynamics is picking up more of the actual production for that game versus the in-house studio for it. Yeah, and and, and it's and and I hate to go back to it, but it is just a problem within the industry of like mm-hmm. people being afraid industry professionals that have been here for I would say 7 years or more being afraid if I train somebody if i grab a junior and and train them up to my level it weakens my job if we don't do that though we end up with ubisoft well i think it's not just specific to the gaming industry i think that's just an american industry and i actually i would go beyond it's just in it like across all industry it is a workspace problem completely yeah it It all works it is and something that like I've been trying to make a point of like in my position with what small responsibility I have for my team and stuff like that. I've been trying to like train the people underneath me on everything that I do because I I'd rather that they know everything I do so that way I have the freedom to be able to step away on a vacation and not have to worry about a, a single thing. Exactly. Um than uh, to have them not know how to do anything and stuff like that. I think it's it's just part of the the workplace mentality that it's just kind of in, been ingrained with with us for as long as we can remember that like you need to be, always be looking out for yourself first and because uh, just that's just kind of how promotions and stuff is set up to function and everything that you have to it's you against everyone else kind of deal. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, it it kind of um, right now it is it is weird to be saying like Ubisoft was kind of the 
golden child for a while, well, especially when we were talking, because they were doing things that were so right. Yeah. Um, they were, and, but I think it, it was also that we only had uh, a, a window of looking into what was going on. And then when things started coming out of stuff that actually probably had been going on for years and years, it's just that we only had a, a limited perspective of what had been going on during that time frame. But well, more than likely that stuff was also going on. It's just that we weren't aware of it until later on. Right, right. Uh, the, I, I think the bigger thing was um, actually speaking with people from Ubisoft, which was something I had the chance yeah. to do. Um, what, what was that? It had to have been like the end of 2019, or no, the end of beginning of like 2017, I think. Um, which was right around the time we were building and starting the show. Um, you know, I had the chance to sit down and talk with uh, employees from Ubisoft, people that, that work there, that have worked at other, you know, unique um, studios. And the difference in models, in just workplace oh, yeah. models, um, that, was that, great. It, you, it wasn't like you were kicked off the pro. Oh, your project's done? Well, okay, cool. You know, apply for this other project if you want it. But you technically don't have a job anymore. Um, which is how a lot of studios functioned. Ubisoft was different. They would say, okay, cool, you go on this interim team, you work on DLCs, fun things like Blood Dragon and all these uh, kind of like side pieces um, and just get right. to have fun while we find you a home for your next project. That, um, that was one thing I remember you telling me about that. I actually, that is the right direction. And in yes. that regard, you do have to loud... Uh, Ubisoft were doing the right thing on that where so many other companies would just as soon let a bunch of their teams go once a project is finished. That right. is a good thing that it's, they did it's, implement. It's big. Yeah, those big things yeah. and, and smart decisions need to stay while finding that it feels like they're not asking. I, I don't know why. I just keep coming back to that. Like The reason that we ended up getting... Um, the Horizon game from Gorilla was because they asked. They're like, we're right. going to have, it doesn't matter what position you're in, bring us your ideas. Let's see what we have. And they whiteboarded it out, you know? Okay, cool, we have this this uh, dinosaur game. Okay, cool, we have this, um, you know, uh, something more along the lines of Killzone, you know, Helgastian um, um, type thing going on. Um, whatever the current fad is, we have this uh, post-apocalyptic survival idea, and then they just narrowed it down and put things together. Right. That's that. I feel like they're not having those meetings and they're not asking because if they were, I mean, I, on this podcast alone, Brian, you've had an idea and you've never worked in games before or done anything like game <laughs> development oriented. It's easy to get those ideas out. Everyone has an idea. Right. It's there. Ask. I think it's that simple. Right. So. But I think that is our show. Do you guys have anything else that you want to uh, bring up, make fun of, or anything like that? Uh, not that I can think of. Johnny? I mean, you got me on short notice now. I got, I just, I'm drawing a blank. I guarantee there's stuff there. All right. Well, I, I want to end it by telling Austin to grow a mustache. Um, so if he does listen to this, uh, we should 
<laughs> we should take the Twitter and get Austin to grow just a mustache. I don't think it's gonna work, man. I gotta. I I need to actually get in and trim my beard back down so I just have the mustache again. I let myself go these past this past like month. I don't know if Austin's mm. a beard guy. I want him to have something there though. I want that for him. All right, but if you guys, as always, get a chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, chat with us on the daily. We appreciate that. We didn't even talk about Sonic Origins. Can you believe that? That I was mentioned. Uh, do you want me to go off on a tangent real quick on that one? Because it's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> they are nickel and diming to death with that game. They are. Sure. It is paid DLC to have the title screen characters animated. <laughs> All right, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. Um, but chat with us on the daily. We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares as well. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do junk just like this. But for Mammoth Games Inc., I'm one of your hosts, Jay. With me this week, we have Johnny Riot. I'm pissed off. Yeah, you can find him at Johnny Riot, where he will continue to be pissed off. And as well, uh, the Major, Brian, Major Potty. Hey, you can find me at Major Potty. And me, you can find me at Night Swarm. For Mammoth Games Inc., thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.